Recorded with the most ill of intentions from Fort Worth, Texas, it's RoboTuner's Insignificant Podcast. Occurrence 11 for Sunday, March 22nd, 2015, in the year of the species with four legs, cloven feet, and says ba. Really? Really. <laughs> Greetings, RoboTuner coming at you from Castle Fujiwa, back again with your no-budget podcasting style, style for your listening enjoyment, amusement, disgust, or all of the above. Take your pick. Once again, joining me is my lovely girlfriend and the everlasting life partner, Shelly. Hello. Hello. And to a lesser extent, we also have a second get. Uh, we also have a second ge- guest joining us tonight. Um, against his wishes, I'm going to n- introduce him. <laughs> your boy. <laughs> Say your name. Hi, my name is Markham, and I'm. Glad to be here. And <laughs> I'm glad I have my laptop so I can still play while you guys are doing your weird freaking podcast thing that I don't understand that older people do. This is this is our family therapy session. That's what it is, boy. That's what it is. <laughs> awesome. We just love. We just love. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. I could come up to your school dressed like a cr- clown and have this big motivational speech in front of everybody, and I could tell them all that I know you. Or I could get out of the car and just start dancing, and I'll dance you all the way into class. What? What? Ooh, do you promise to do the Macarena if you do? No. Okay. No. I'm not that What about the keep, cool. keep it Shuffle? No. Get all the other students to join in. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well... Friday night, I went to the boiler room with the irreverent Dustin Schneider from JJTM fame. He and I checked out some pretty kick-ass bands. One of them was actually guest on his show last week, New Magnetic North. And the lineup was very good. Uh, Chaotic music uh, mixed in with some pretty cool melodies. But overall, overall, all three bands, they did fantastic. And despite the venue... Because I really don't care about the boiler room and the whole interior. The whole interior is all brick, so sound bounces off like crazy. And sound guy isn't that great. And number three, it's really hard to hear vocals unless the mix is just perfect, like dead on. But otherwise, the music was really kick-ass. And I also got to hang a little bit with the guys from New Magnetic North beforehand. I'd actually met him on Tuesday whenever I went over to Dustin's for his Jerry Jones sound massacre episode this week and i found out that they actually you'll appreciate this too markham they actually recorded a song from their previous um their previous demo that was on the borderlands 2 soundtrack that's awesome yeah have you ever played borderlands 2 markham nope no never play okay well well, uh well it's actually their song is on the opening sequence what right whenever you start the game whenever the it has the uh, right after you see like the gearbox and the 2k software and it gives just like the brief little, like thirty second intro. Wow, really? Yeah, and yeah, their song is the background music that's playing. It was even cool because Dustin, my friend Dustin, actually has a copy of the Borderlands Two game, and he got them both to sign it right before before we left. It's awesome. Yeah. Would have never known. 
Yeah, but the other bands I played there that night were Vinyl, for one, and those guys were pretty cool. Their singer actually sounds like Todd Lewis from the Toadies, I think. What I also thought was unique about these guys, and this is not an insult in any way, is that they all looked like they came straight out of like 1995 or 1996 with the way that they were dressed. Oh, okay. I don't think it was intentional, but I, I was it was just my own opinion or observation. Black t-shirts and flannel? Some of them were wearing flannel, I think, yeah. And yeah. actually, one of them had one of those butt haircuts that you used to see in the 90s, or bassist Oh, did. you're talking about their hair, not their clothes? Well, yeah, and their clothes, too, yeah. Yeah. You know, you kind of left out some major information. You didn't talk about the most important thing this week. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. I'll get to that event. That's actually what I'm, I've am i named this week's occurrence. I thought you named it Family therapy session family therapy session what did you name the current i'm confused okay i'm going to be naming it the cleansing because of what we did after what we did yesterday and today that's not even what i'm talking about okay well i just okay well tell me in a second let me finish this first <laughs> anyway yeah, tell me in a second in the, the last band that we saw was redefine which is it was actually my first time to see them and their bassist who i got to who i also got to meet he is going to be leaving the band next month because he had publicly announced a couple weeks ago that he has been hired on as the personal assistant to Joey Kramer, who is the drummer of Aerosmith. Yeah, you told us this last week. I didn't mention this last week. Yeah, you did. On the show? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's that's who it was, and that's the band that he's in. He's got three more shows with him, and then he'll be starting his gig, his sweet-ass gig, uh, right along with Aerosmith. So... It's like a dream come true for him. Yeah. That would be for anybody to be on the, you know, to be that close with a, uh, you know, such a huge band that has such a history behind them. Speaking of huge bands, not the Confounded. What's going on with the Confounded? Oh, okay. All right, I might as well make my announcement here. We have a drummer again. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Trice Mooningham is our new drummer. We auditioned him on Thursday. He came out, and he did a kick-ass job. And my old friend, Ben Rhodes, he's going to be playing one last show with us this coming Saturday at the 20... Excuse me, at the 28th at Andy's in Denton. But after that, he is our guy. So we're all really excited. He's a cool dude. And I'm just glad that we're... We finally got that fourth, fourth piece once again so we can move forward. Great. Can I start my uh, stories now? Um. Okay. All right. Well, you got you got a bunch of stories, so yeah, go ahead, and then we'll we'll get to the cleansing afterwards. Okay. Great. Sorry about that. I'll edit um, it out. So uh, basically, what my first story is about this guy who was really really brave, and he posted a video about himself losing two hundred and seventy pounds. Um, and. He's near tears in the video, and I just want to say that I think this is one of the most brave things I've ever seen anybody do. I would not be able to do this. I watched the vid- the whole entire video, and I almost started crying myself. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, when you go through something like that, it's it's an emotional roller coaster. Trying to lose a bunch of weight, trying to look good, trying to attract the people that you want to attract, and... You know, this is this is what this guy is going through. 
And you don't get the people that you want. You get the people that are also on another journey themselves a lot of times when you're on a journey like that. And it's just like a new beginning. And it's very scary. It's it's a new start, a new beginning. Especially if you're a really good-hearted person. And he seems like he is. You know, he may have the piercings and stuff like that. But that doesn't reflect who he is. It's just you know, a part of his outside. But anyway, right. I was just really impressed by this whole entire thing, mainly for the fact that he stood there showing everything, all of the, all of the skin, all of the loose skin and, and everything that, that goes along with losing 270 pounds. You know, he said that when he was a 19, I believe, or 16, that he, um, weighed 495 pounds. That's a lot. That I mean, is that's, a lot. that's almost a ton. And so I just uh, I just wanted to go ahead and point out that I think that was very brave of him to do that. Yeah, yeah, dude. And in fact, uh, my my buddy in the podcasting world, uh, Cherub Peterson, who um, who's from the Ned Files, he's actually going through that same kind of journey, too. In the last year, he has lost almost 100 pounds. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And that's he actually was the one that I found out about that that uh that person from that you just spoke about because mm-hmm. he's he's worried that you know of course he's proud of his accomplishments and his friends and family are too but his concern is that he doesn't want to lose it too fast and have that same issue with the excess skin well i'm on a similar journey my my goal is right at what he's already lost so yep i saw you drink your last dr pepper today and i, I savored the moment saying rest in peace shelly's dr pepper binges you know what I think it's because you don't have to spend all that extra money on Dr. Pepper for me anymore. Well, no, because you'll all be replacing that with tea. <laughs> but well, I drink tea, too. Of yeah. course, I drink Dr. Pepper's, too. But Yeah, I'm going to have to find a way to wean myself into Splenda and off of sugar completely, mm. which that's going to be really difficult. As long as you're not allergic to it. My sister is. No, I'm not allergic to it. But I, I got I to gotta do something because I'm 40 years old and I need a lifestyle change. Anyway, this is about me. Not this in the S and M area. This is about really not. This is about a zombie outbreak. That's what it's about. Zombie outbreak. Mm-hmm. Great. Did someone poison the uh, a town's entire water supply with bath salts? No, but I I was reading an article that started talking about the best place that you should go if there is an actual zombie outbreak. Is not the CDC? No, it is. They say the Rocky Mountains because, hey, why would a zombie go to the Rocky Mountains? Maybe they want to go skiing. But you know what? I don't agree with that. I don't agree with going to the Rocky Mountains if there's a zombie outbreak. And why is that? Because I think you should go somewhere that's surrounded by water. And I think you should go somewhere where you can knock off all the zombies and put them all on a boat and ship them off into the water. Say bye bye. I know? know of a perfect place for that. Mm-hmm. Fucking Hurricane Harbor. Lure them all there. Get atop of the tallest ride, maybe the black hole, sniper rifle, a couple cartridges. Maybe would, even throw a, flare, a couple of flares into the water so they'll go after it. I was thinking more like Hawaii. And then they'll drown. Maybe like the like the big ass wave pool, you know? Yeah. No. I was thinking about Hawaii. 
That's what I was thinking. Well, I'm talking about like realistic places. That's a realistic place. It's real. It's also 2,000 miles away. away. Uh, well, uh, we can do it. We can do it. Okay, so but what if we didn't have access to transportation to get to Hawaii? We Well, if, if there's a zombie outbreak, Matt, we can go to any place that has boats. And I guarantee you the owner is probably a zombie. So we'll just snag a boat. Direct the boat to Hawaii. And there we are. Yeah. I don't know how to do a boat, but we can figure it out. Piloting a boat's easy. Oh, okay. Well, see, there you go. And then you knock off all the zombies on the island. And then put them onto a big fat cruise ship. And then turn that cruise ship on and aim it towards Africa. Oh, so you're saying put all the zombies on a cruise ship? Yeah. Just all the dead ones. Just throw them on there. It, take their disease. Take your disease with you. And put Thriller on repeat and watch them dance. All right. Next story. Now, I think this is an interesting story. Powdered alcohol is now legal. When you say alcohol, other than beer, what else did they specify? So, what it is, is it is a concentrated powder that you put in your drinks and you mix it you can uh, make a drink by mixing the product with water okay does it give any brand names or companies that are marketing marketing it um like big companies the uh, doesn't really say the name of the company that has come up with this but they are becoming uh well they're obviously approved by the fda and they have flavors vodka, rum, cosmopolitan, and powderita, which is a margarita flavor. And when a packet of pa- it's called palcohol, when a packet of palcohol is mixed in with six ounces of water, the resulting drink has the same alcohol content as a standard mixed drink. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if astronauts will be able to take that up, up now, into space. Now, there are states that are banning alcohol. Colorado, which is weird. You would think that they would be like, yeah, do it. Oh, I bet there was a lobbyist from Coors. Yeah, probably. Oh, you know what? Because that's right. where they're based, Golden, Colorado. And then uh, New York and Rhode Island, they're all trying to ban it. It's already banned in South Carolina, Louisiana, and Vermont. Uh, it cannot be sold in Massachusetts because the state defines an alcoholic beverage as a liquid, according to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Um, and lawmakers are expressing concerns that alcohol could be more easily transported than liquid alcohol and thus sneaked into places where alcohol is not allowed. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Kids can mix it the powder with their kool-aid and be like i'm not drinking but i'm drinking you know yeah taking it to school who knows kids are weird they'll snort it what do you think markham yeah can you see kids snorting alcohol yeah all the time yeah i um no i markham yes i can see people snorting alcohol okay what about kids your age yes by the way markham is 16 yes i do think people would do that because there are a lot of kids at my school that do drugs. Yeah. Yeah, lots. 
I mainly choose to avoid it. I always do. I know you do. It's not that's something a good I would do. I'm not saying that you would. I'm just seeing what your opinion is on this subject. Now, uh, alcohol is a whole different story. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If you snort alcohol, you get a higher concentration of it. And then kids are overdosing on alcohol powder. Even adults, stupid adults will do it, too. It's not just kids. Uh, I know. Uh, the guys from Montley Crew, whenever they ran us out of smack and all they had were booze, they would put them in syringes and shoot it up. Yeah. So uh, anyway, back in their girls, girls, girls days. and I can totally see why this would be something that they're iffy about. But, yeah, it's it's a possible thing coming to coming to your town and coming soon to a grocery store near you yeah right let's see and <coughs> they found some hairs 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 um from some footprints from the himalayas is this another sasquatch story it is it is okay Anyway, they've studied and f- the samples of hairs, and they say that the hairs did not come from a mysterious animal, but from a rather from a Himalayan brown bear. So, there you go, all you people that believe in the Yeti. Another story about the hairs that were found not being a Yeti. Sasquatch is my father, and he's got to protect me. All right. My last story is from Waco, Texas. It's about a man who says he has ghosts in his house. And he wakes up and he finds ghost poo-poo all over his house. But how does he see it? It's on floors. It's on beds. It's in closets. It's even in his shoes. And at first he blamed raccoons. But after he set up a surveillance camera, he discovered a ghost was the one that was leaving the poops. That's right. He saw an orb moving, and everywhere the orb moved is where the bowel movements were. This sounds like a that sounds like a plot line to really bad B B movie. Okay, and he said the worst <laughs> shitting ghost. Right. He said the worst of it was when he woke up and he found the words poop smashed into the wall and poop. Any pictures? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, let me see. I got to see this. Uh, is that the only one? No, there's there's the ghost poop right there. That, that looks like cat, cat shit. I know. Look at that. There's the ghost. It looks like a jellyfish. I know, One of those here enemies it is. from Space Invaders. Here's the ghost, and then they put it they put it real close. They did a close-up on it, and that's what it looks like. That's crazy. There's another one up there, too. There's two of them. One, mm. two. Speaking of, speaking of Space Invaders, have you seen the previews for that movie Pixels that's going to be coming out? Yeah, I remember I, I'm the one that sent it to you on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched the I watched the pre, I watched the trailer for it. I mm-hmm. think it looks it looks good from a nostalgic standpoint, but not from a plot standpoint. It looks like it's just really lowbrow humor. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really hear any funny jokes from the from the previews, but I would still watch it. Maybe not in the theater, but I'll wait until it comes out on, on DVD. Yeah, I think I agree with you on there. What do you think, Markham, about that movie, Pixels? Have you seen it? Have you seen the, the commercials for it, the trailers? It's an, it's an Adam Sandler movie. Um, uh, we, I've 
No? No, you haven't? I think so. It's got Pac-Man in it, and it's... Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, I... What actually, you, really do want to see that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I, I want to see that movie too. Yeah, it looks really interesting. And I can't wait for them to come out with uh, the new Deadpool movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited re- about that. Next year, that's coming out. Ryan Reynolds is going to be playing him because he was he played him also in X Men Origins Wolverine, mm-hmm. which I take it as that they're actually doing a character reboot from him because obviously, well, for those that have seen X Men Origins Wolverine, the story. Of whenever he joins Alpha Flight, or uh, no, 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 it was actually called a different group in the movie. Um, was actually in the sixties or seventy? No, the seventies. Mm-hmm. So that would make should that would make uh, Deadpool if if the if the movie took place in modern time in his sixties now. So and Ryan Reynolds, he's he's our age, so I imagine it's a character reboot if it's going to be taking place like in current times. Oh, okay. Well. I'm excited about the character who is playing. I mean, the, I'm sorry, the actor that's playing the character Vanessa. Marina Baccarin, yeah. Yes. Also from Firefly and Gotham. Oh, Firefly! I love Firefly. She's one of my girl crushes. I yeah. think she's hot. Yeah, I think that if she ever came on to, I'd be like, "All right, go for it, Matt." Be like, "Okay, I'll be back in two hours." <laughs> We're like five minutes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anyway, that's all I got right I now. I promised you I didn't touch myself that day. <laughs> Gross. Anyway. <laughs> Gross. What? You getting your Mike Tyson on? I don't want I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. No, I'm not. You're just not listening. I am too. <laughs> all right. So, okay. So, what were you going to talk about? The fact that I am superior to you because I have a Mac that doesn't auto-reboot no, during updates. you said you were going to talk about something. What was it? Oh, yes. The cleansing. Yes. This was an event that actually began yesterday, which Shelly and I had been planning for quite some time, but we had to put it off because of weather and various other reasons. Dreading is more like it. Well, I'm glad that we chose this weekend to do it because... Um, Ironically, your mom decided to make an impromptu trip down here with her husband yes, for the weekend. I know. That is great. And along with that, anytime that your mom visits, who else comes to visit? Your My brother. family. <laughs> yep. Your brother and his wife and their kids. Yes. So we actually had nearly your whole clan over here. That was that, amazing. That was actually helping us out mostly. most Yeah, mo- mostly throughout the entire, entire ordeal yesterday. Oh, heck yeah. And throughout everything that we had gone through we probably have 15 bags of trash and things that we are just fucking chunking to the curb now hold on there's a backstory to this because this was not our stuff when we moved in here your grandmother and her husband had lived here for 16 years right and when they left they did not take everything with them Mm -hmm. and so those two sheds in the back were completely full of all kinds of things. And so that's why we were dreading cleaning it out because it was almost, it was way overwhelming for just two people. Yeah, that is true. And plus not only that, James was notorious for buying, buying things. And if he couldn't find it, he would just go out and buy another one of them. So as we found that out, (laughs) the abundance of bolts, um, of bolts, nuts, screws, nails. I think we have four different leaf blowers now and, and three hedge trimmers. Yeah. 
I mean, it one is... One lawnmower, though. One electric lawnmower. I think we have five rakes. I really mm-hmm. believe we have five rakes and three pitchforks and... Two turtle doves. And, <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, right. Which partridge? <laughs> My vote's on Danny. But, um, and tons of wood. Tons and tons and tons of wood. But it's all hey, stuff Jay. that we're going to use. So that's the best part. Yes, I have to agree with that. Um, and uh, where did I go? And one of our cooler finds, which we decided to give away, was an old anesthetic machine. I looked at it, and I actually thought it was an oxygen pump at first. It's got a motor on it that's maybe like a quarter size of a lawnmower engine. No, actually, maybe like half the size of a lawnmower engine, mm-hmm. it seems like. And then you saw it had a pump mechanism on it, too, but it also led to two separate... Uh, two separate bottles. One said, was it ether? Mm-hmm. And the other one said water. And No, I thought it said ti- oxygen. Tri- triathlene or some tri- tyrethene. I don't remember the name of it, but it started with a T. Yeah, yeah. And we, uh, anyway, someone that was over here asked to, if they could have it. We told them yes. Yeah. I think we should, I honestly feel like it should be given to a museum because. It belongs in a museum. It does. It belongs in a museum. Why are you bulging your eyes at us? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just sitting here wondering what you are talking about. The stuff that we found in the shed. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah. You don't and know what a shed is? Not okay. to no, mention I, I, all of the cancer-causing liquids. Illegal liquids, yeah. That, well, thankfully, were sealed up, which we actually put... No, one of the bottles, the lid got eaten off the top. That's yeah. why we... And I held my breath whenever I picked that one up. Yeah, but somebody spilled it. And it smelled kind of sweet, mm. but we we got to take that to the uh, the city, the uh, city, the city just chemical disposal building wherever mm. it is. Yeah, yeah, and not not to mention the the thing that actually grossed me out the most was not all those dirty old books, <laughs> but the number of insulin syringes that were full. Yeah. Luckily, all of them were capped, and I actually saw one of them that was one of the older ones, the non-disposable ones. They were made of metal that you act, you actually could stare that people used to sterilize back in the day. I don't think those syringes had insulin in them. I think he put oil in them. Mm. I think that's how he lubricated the machines that he built in there. Oh. Well, insulin was my first guess because he's diabetic. Yeah, he he had a ton of empty syringes out there. But we threw all we threw those away because yeah. it was ridiculous. We threw a lot of shit away, and we're still not completely finished. Now we've gone through almost everything that we're going to trash. We're going to recycle everything that's metal and see if we can get some extra cash out of it. But otherwise, as far as the stuff we want to keep, we've reorganized the one shed that we're just going to be using to store all that stuff, and then the other one we're going to convert into eventually into our new studio. Yes. That's going to be our studio so we can do our podcasts away from the dog and the birds. Yep, and my music recordings. <laughs> yes. And the occasional band rehearsal if the situation calls for it. Yes. Yes, so that will be very much fun. The Castle Fujiwa will have its own quarters for music. Yes. Yes. All right. Do you have your stories again, babe, or are you still... It's just restarting still. Ah, your computer sucks. Well, no. Why don't we go to Markham and talk about video games? Well, what are you playing right now over there, first off? Company Heroes. Tell us about it. 
Well, it's a World War II game that is um, a real-time strategy. Um, if you haven't played those before, mainly it's where you have a base and you build other bases. Or, I mean, you have a base and you can pump out troops from the base. It's usually you go run around fight a resource or your resources come automatically. Uh, mainly what you do is you send out troops to kill other troops that the enemy are making and destroy their base. So this is kind of like the original Warcraft, not World of Warcraft, but Warcraft or Crusaders. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you make me feel like this is spelling bee? No, no, no. This what? Is, I don't, what I don't understand about? that reference at this all. This is an interview. It, I'm no, interviewing it's you. It's just the way your voice sounded made it feel like a spelling bee. No. <laughs> She's got her podcast. Your mom has her podcasting voice on. I have my podcasting voice my on right now. Podcasting voice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and that's pretty good. Anyway, <laughs> so it's kind of like Crusaders and and Warcraft. Yes. Okay. I play a lot of other games. Or too. even Starcraft. That would be another one. Yeah, Starcraft one and two. Mm-hmm. I remember whenever I was in high school. <laughs> like, because whenever World Warcraft came out, it cho- totally changed the genre for. Uh, real-time strategy get uh, battle-based games and there was a game that a lesser-known game that came out that was called Z it was about two robot factions fighting back and forth between each other uh, between each other but I remember uh, I remember that game being pretty pretty damn funny because it had some really witty dialogue in it and uh, they, they used a lot of cuss words in it too like if you know, if your lesser-known troops were in the middle of the battle, they'd be like, for Christ's sakes, won't you do something? <laughs> and that kind of thing. Yeah, whenever Warcraft came out, we used to, we had big, huge PCs. We didn't have laptops then. And they were really heavy, and we had those big, huge monitors. Well, yeah, the CRT monitors, yeah. which are now obsolete. Thank you, God. Yeah. And <laughs> we would have our lines, and we would connect our computers together. So... When I say we, I'm talking about my brother and my ex-husband. And we would be in three different rooms and we would battle against each other or we would be on the same teams with each other. And Markham would always sit on my knee while I was playing. Cause he, and he'd be right up in that screen and I was like, move out of the way, I can't see. You remember that? But I want to see the bad guys I dying, Mommy. That. You don't remember that? Nope. Oh, yeah. You, were, you would stick your head through my arm You'd come out from underneath somewhere. You'd always, like, squirm your way, and you'd sit right on my knee and look at the computer screen. And he still does that to this day. He does. And? <laughs> anyway, keep going. How? What else about your game? What's unique about that game versus all the other real-time strategy games? Well, if anyone's ever played Dawn of War, it's like that. Well, that's not making it unique. What's it, it, unique well, about it? Um, that it's World War Two. Okay. Uh, it's really, it was two, maybe three, um, I, I, I don't really know what's unique about it. Um, I do know that, um, um, I don't know. You don't know? Nope. There isn't any, then are you saying that there isn't anything unique about it? Not really. It's like every other real-time strategy game. Let me ask you this. Can you drop nukes in it? No. Damn. That would be fun. <laughs> or atom bombs, yeah. So what is your favorite game that you've ever played? Bomb Fukushima. Well, no. There, no there's, Fukushima, shit, Hiroshima. There's no uh, 
there's no Japanese. It's just Germans fighting Americans, fighting British, fighting... The other Allied powers, yeah, and Axis powers. Well, no, just Germans, American, and British. Ah. That's about it. Oh. It's, that's all it is. It's, um... So it doesn't yell out, infidel, every five minutes? No. <laughs> well, like, I mean... I that was a, Crusaders. I know oh. a game yeah. that does. Huh? I know a game that does. What? Crusaders. Yeah, Crusaders. It would yell out, infidel! Uh, that's funny. Like, uh, often the did terrorists. Did you know, Mom, I've actually beaten the campaign to that? You have? Yeah, all 50 maps. Oh, my goodness. Damn. You really liked that game. You You had it on every computer that you had. I so, still have it on this one also. Yeah. What is your favorite game? My favorite game? Out of all the games you've ever played. Um. Favorite. It's hard to decide between. Th- uh, okay. Man. Um. About all the games that are coming out. I, I. It's really hard to decide of what my favorite would be. I would mainly choose. Probably. Minecraft. I don't know. This is like this is like trying to f- pick out your favorite song. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't have a favorite song or, or a favorite band anymore because every time I turn around, there's like, oh, I really love that song and I really love that band. That's how I feel now too. Yeah, my ultimate, you know, and the only reason my favorite band is like this is because I've loved them since I was 12. Is of course the Monkees, but. There's so many other really great bands out there that I can't really say that I have a favorite one. So it's kind of like the same way with video games for me too. Yeah, I have to say, <coughs> I have to say the same thing. Uh, although I think if someone actually asked me what my top five favorite video games are, I would have to say the original Legend of Zelda, Space Quest Two. I'm talking all genres, all platforms. Mm-hmm. Doom. Mm-hmm. God of War. Yeah. And Batman Arkham Asylum. You don't think it's Meat Boy? Meat Boy's <laughs> up there. No, I'm, t- I- I'm talking about major, major, major titles here. Titles. Yeah. Okay. Meat Boy. Now, Meat Boy is fun, and it's good for the nostalgia piece, but I'm talking... I was mainly trying to go for games that were original and in- innovators more than anything. I like I can't play the first person shooters. It's just I get really sick. I get <clears throat> car sick really bad. So Car Oh yeah, you get car sick from watching video games? I call it car sick, but it's the same Motion sick. It's the same thing. Anyway, it's the same thing, but Anyway, so I don't play them. I would love to play them, but Fiznuka. I play mainly MMORPGs and my favorite I think is EverQuest it'll always be EverQuest uh, I love Repels I love Dungeons and Dragons online that's a great game to play I like their I like their dungeon system and uh, and when you get into a, a, a raiding party mm-hmm. I like the way they could do that because it's not where you don't have to sit and call for hours to try to find a party they just kind of randomly put a group together. I like that, you yeah. know. And I'm still waiting for Firefly to come out. I thought it, was, it says it said on the Wikipedia page their release date was spring this year, but there's every other every other search I've done online doesn't have an actual definite or even estimated release date. The only thing what that you had to, 
and I found out what you had to do is you had to download this program called the Firefly Cortex, which gives you like information about the game and gives you up the latest news and all this other stuff. But it still doesn't have a damn date, mm-hmm. and I'm just like itching for that game to come out because I haven't played. I've been out of the MMORPG games since probably like Warcraft. my first year in college. Mm-hmm. Only because they're so time consuming. But that was that was a game that would be a game I would get back into for it. Yeah, and I don't like Warcraft. It. I don't. I don't. I mean, World of Warcraft. It's just not my. It's not my gig. I just don't like it. I like uh, real time strategies and Crusaders, black and white. And wow, I mean, I'm sorry, Warcraft are my three favorite uh, real-time strategy games. And my favorite video games of all time are Shinobi, Sonic the Hedgehog, and and I can't remember, I can never remember the name of the video game, but I always remember playing it. It was kind of like... Um, Street Fighter mixed with Mortal Kombat and I cannot remember the name of the game but it was a Genesis system game Eternal Champions yes that's it Eternal I love Champions. that fucking game that was my favorite they actually came out with a sequel too but it was only on Sega CD yeah so that, that's one of my favorite games I loved Eternal Champions mm-hmm. my favorite one was the Cat Burglar uh, well, shit I can't remember his name his taunt was Punk <laughs> my favorite one they had fatalities on that one too but it was only specific to the stage that you were in you had to you had to use like a special move or a certain blow at a certain place on the actual stage yeah my in favorite order for it to happen my favorite one was the acrobat it's like a background fatality yeah yeah i remember the her. girl that was an acrobat and she did the little um yeah she's dressed up like a like she came from an snm party that chick no 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 not her not the the acrobat. She, yeah, had, she had a little pink. Oh, that's right. The, with the staff. No, with the pink flag thing that would go in circles. and she Yeah. Would, she would trip people. and all, Oh, it was awesome. I loved her. Yeah. Eternal Champions, man. That was such a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it actually... Uh, what about Des- Destiny? Is actually considered a first-person shooter MMORPG. <laughs> I don't like it. You don't I mean, like Destiny? Yeah, I know you're out I on Destiny. I played it for a whole month, and it's just... It's boring. I mean, they don't have enough on it. It's just... I know you were looking so forward to that coming out. You begged me for it. Yeah, because it was the first title that Bungie was released before they split off from Microsoft, or after they split off from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, it looks... Uh, I kind of think it... The problem was, is they just... Um, people were going through it so fast, that they didn't think that people would, you know, sit there and do all these things to go to get quicker, or what is it? Level uh, up. Level up faster? No, yeah, but... Um, what is it called when somebody in the MMO is trying to get uh, level up faster, but and they're using other people's ideas and stuff? I don't know. Uh, not really. Like piggybacking on their experience? Because I, I, I know you can do that in Borderlands also. No, it's not piggybacking. It's mainly, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just people were going through it really quickly like they leveled up so fast the game just got boring and you can if you once you get all these exotic weapons they have in the game it's just not it's like after that it's over it's not you don't have anything to work towards yeah it's boring and then but they started adding a new uh the expansion pack came out and people are saying it's 
it's not great. I kind of think it's going to, um, people have stopped playing it. A lot of people have. Lots of people. Mm. Does Justin still play it? Yeah, he does. His boy, Aiden, he's playing it too. In fact, he was giving him tips and tricks before he left for our show on Friday. Really? Yeah. Um, Well, I just know like all my friends at my school and all of them have just quit playing it. They just said it's just... But didn't they get a different game system? Didn't they get go to PlayStation Four? No, no, no. Most most of my friends that are on Xbox One and on are on uh, cool. Xbox One and uh, Xbox Three Sixty. I only have like two friends on Xbox Three Sixty. The rest are on Xbox One. Can you talk to them still? Nope. Mm. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, well, what is your favorite? I may be getting an Xbox One in the next month Maybe. or so. Oh, you think so? Favorite one? Maybe. What is your favorite MMORPGs? My favorite? Mm-hmm. Uh, Aurora Kingdoms. Um, Aurora Kingdoms, Repels, even though I don't play it ever. I still just think it's a great game. It is. It's a um, great game. What is that other one? Uh, oh, I, I don't know if this... Well, I mean, it is an MMO. Um, I'm going to go with the APB Reloaded. That's a good one. Okay. It's a game where you're, you can either be a criminal or a, a cop. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I play EverQuest 2 now, but... Yeah, I know I that game is I'm your at. jam. Yeah, it's my jam. All right, so... I would yeah, like I to know. go to. What? Do you have more? <coughs> no, I just have that. I was gonna uh, ask y'all music questions. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, but bef- before I do that, though, let's let me go through. Let me breeze through this list, and then we'll do some stump the Robo Tuner. So, I'm sure many of you, or not, may know of many bands, and musical, attempts by celebrities. To also supplement their income or their stardom or whatever you however you may view it well I've come up with a list well actually I found a list might I say of 10 bands that have celebrities celebrities in them and surprisingly Johnny Depp's band wasn't on here hmm. number one Russell Crowe has a band called the ordinary fear of God and goes on to say here he was heavily criticized for his lack of vocal chops in Tom Hooper's adaptation of Les Miserables, which I've never seen the movie version of it. But he's been playing in bands since the 1980s. His first group, 30-odd foot of grunts, broke up in 2005, but Crowe quickly rebounded with a new outfit called Russell Crowe and then Ordinary Fear of God, which plans to release a new album soon and and embark on a tour in the U.S. (laughs) Is that an album you're going to buy? No. Okay. I'll listen to it on... I listen to it on YouTube just for curiosity's sake, but that's about it. So how does Curl handle light rock versus show tunes? Watch the video and judge for yourself. Uh, not today. <laughs> Here's one I knew about. Keanu Reeves was in a band called Dogstar. Uh, he was the bassist, actually. That's right. I heard about that. It says right around the time that he first played Neo in The Matrix, he was also playing bass for an alternative rock band called Dogstar. And I never heard their music, but I've heard that he sucks. As a bass player? Yeah. He even actually admitted that he missed a couple notes during a televised performance. <laughs> Damn. You know, when people enjoy music and they wish they could play, they try really hard. I'm getting to that, Dustin. <laughs> They're actually on this list. <laughs> I'm not going to say who yet. <laughs> no, but uh, I, to me, I, I just think that 
he wanted a real life modern version of the Wild Stallions to actually happen, mm-hmm. and it did, but it didn't get quite the recognition that Wild Stallions did got in the movie after the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and Jada Pinkett Smith. That's right, Will Smith's wife, who is also known for being in Poetic Justice and is also on Gotham, she fronts a band called Wicked Wisdom, which is a metal band. And let me tell you something, this girl can fucking sing. She can scream, too! (laughs) Yeah. And I'm about to have to start over Mixler in about three minutes. Damn. Phantom Phantom Planet? I've never heard of them. Martini Ranch, that's Robert Rodriguez's band, isn't it? I'm seeing all these other bands that are popping up in the What'd chat room. Say? Did Matt just say Captain Planet? No, Phantom Planet. Phantom Planet. <laughs> Somebody would get sued if they tried to name their band Captain Planet. God, I hated that fucking show. <laughs> so damn stupid. All right, number four, Billy Bob Thornton the box and the Boxmasters. I'm getting to that one, Dustin. Uh, Thornton is no stranger to music. He released four solo country albums, played a blues rock band called Tres Hombres, Surprised he's topped in soon for that. And currently fronts a country rockabilly band called the Boxmasters. Ah. In 2009, Thornton showed his notoriously grumpy side with an interview on the Canadian rock show The Q while promoting a Boxmasters tour while supporting Willie Nelson and Ray Price. He gave rambling answers, became upset after G- Gian Gomeshi mentioned his acting career and referred to Canadian audiences as mashed potatoes with no gravy due to their polite behavior during live performances. After a flood of criticism from fans in the media, the Boxmaster dropped out of the early tour with Thornton claiming that the band members had come down with the flu. If that doesn't sound like the antics of a true musician, who knows what does. (laughs) All right, number five. Yep, you nailed this one on the head, Dustin, in the chat room from JJTM. Kevin Bacon... The Bacon Brothers. That's right. They are the hardest working celeb band that you've never heard of. Fronted by actor Kevin Bacon and his older brother Michael, they've released about five studio albums, a live DVD, really, and a best of collection. Hmm. I bet they would. Damn it. I can't think of a bacon joke right now. Either six degrees of the actual food. I just having to whip through these too fucking fast. They've also appeared on television on soundtracks and had numerous fundraisers and even teamed up with legendary Philadelphia singer Bunny Siegler in 2009. I don't know who that is. Surprisingly, Kevin has a fairly decent voice and even a good falsetto. Ah! As the clip shows, he's no slouch on the acoustic guitar either. Still, we'd be hard-pressed to name a Bacon Brothers song. Yeah, I'd have to join him in that club. Number six, Dennis Quaid, The Sharks. Actor Dennis Quaid, who starred in more than 60 movies now over the past 30-plus years, plays guitar and sings lead in... Oh, he plays lead. Now, I would like to check this out just so I can see his chops. He's got my attention there. Go to YouTube. I will. Call the Sharks. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. One minute remain. Although Quaid insists the band is just for fun, they perform original songs in addition to covers. Yes, they sound like a typical sloppy bar band in this clip, but it's apparent that Quaid is having the time of his life even if the rock faces are a little disturbing. And I'm going to take a brief pause and start mixed over, so bear with me, chat room. Okay, well, we are back now. Okay, so number seven. Juliet Lewis and the Licks. 
If there's one example we prefer in an actor's music career to their performance in the movie in their movies, this may be it. Juliet and Licks, which formed in 2004, was formed by actress Ju- Juliet Lewis, released an EP and two studio albums. They also recorded with Dave Grohl, really. Shared a bill with Foo Fighters and opened for Muse and Chris Cornell. Fucking shit. They must be that good. Apparently, I've heard they're a punk band. Lewis has an impressive primal howl that can even court me love. And would be and would she would be envious of, but alas, the band called the quits in two thousand nine. Luckily, yeah, don't get me started on that again. <laughs> Luckily for fans, Lewis issued a solo album the same year and plans to release another one, or plan to release another one in two thousand thirteen. Number eight, Kevin Costner, Modern West. Yeah, his band formed in two thousand seven and called Modern West, and although they're not exactly big in the U.S. Their second album, Turn It On, made it into the charts in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and Greece. Kind of like David Hasselhoff. Mm. The group. I know, I know one of my favorite songs. By who? Kevin Costner? No. By David Hasselhoff? No. By oh. Matt Thomas. <laughs> I'm not going to plug that song again. I am. I'm going to plug it. Okay, go ahead. David Hasselhoff ain't no Chuck Norris. And if you type that in exactly on YouTube, you will find it. <laughs> I love that song. That song is going to be a blackmail piece for me one day. Nah. But you know it It's now. a good song. Now, if I didn't release it on YouTube, I could say I, that statement would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by black? What, I'm, con, uh, I'm confused. Blackmail. If I, I, never, I, I, know, if I never went public with that song, just kept it on my computer. You heard it, Markham. I, I, no, I haven't. It have could I? be used David, as blackmail. David Hasselhoff at No Chuck Norris? I don't remember. Okay, we'll have to show it to you later. It's okay. You don't remember what you did five five minutes ago. Wow, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you have a very short-term memory. That's what that means. Oh, I do remember what I did five minutes ago. That's right. You were sitting in that chair playing your... Company of Heroes. Yeah, Company of Heroes. Okay. All right. Number nine. Bill Paxton, Martini Ranch. You call this one too, Dustin, in the chat room. Formed in 1980s, Mar- Martini Ranch, which featured actor Bill Paxton of Twister and Aliens. Game over, man. Is by far the strangest is by far the strangest entry on our list. There was an artsy new wave band with a sound heavily reminiscent of Devo. The video for their single Reach was directed by James Cameron. Really? And features uh, cameos by Paxton's alien co-stars, Lance Henriksen, Paul Reiser, and Jeanette Goldstein. Also credited Drudge Reinhold as alien. Pa- and, and Adrian Pastar from he- Heroes? Huh, crazy. Sadly, all the star power doesn't make it any less cheesy or cringe-inducing. Check out the long-form version and please accept our apologies in advance. Oh, God. Well, t- speaking of Adrian Pastar, though, that wouldn't be his first time to make a musical appearance. Also, uh, he was in a band, a sh- just a one-off band called uh, T- uh, The Band from TV, where he co-starred with, where he actually performed with several other cast members from Heroes. Mm-hmm. To raise money for charity. Oh, okay. <laughs> he does play guitar and sing too. Anyway, and finally, number ten, Ryan Gosling had a band <laughs> called Dead Man's Bones. Hmm. Says, "Hey, girl, did you know Ryan Gosling's in a band?" In 2005, Gosling met fellow actor Zach Shields, and the two bonded over their mutual love of ghosts, monsters, graveyards, and zombies. Uh oh. Together, they formed a Dead Man's Bones. 
and released a debut album in 2009, which features song titles such as My Body's A Zombie For You, Lose Your Soul, and Flowers Grow Out Of My Grave. <laughs> now, I'm not a big fan of Ryan Gosling, but I might be now. It doesn't say what genre that he's that this band is. Yeah, but he's talking about my favorite subjects. Yeah, not, well, I'm wondering if this is well, if this is a horror a horror core band or a horror punk band. It's just a you know I just consider that as another Misfits clone. Yeah, interesting. Well, and plus, if they painted their faces and did like the the oys, you know, which is basically the Mohawks where you slick it down and it goes right between your eyes. You should try that sometime, Michael. No, thank you. <laughs> Interestingly, Gosling and Shields played all the instruments on the record themselves, including the ones that they didn't know how to play. Huh. They also refused to use metronomes or click tracks, as they're also known, and allowed themselves no more than three takes while recording. Oh, God. This is either going to be really awesome or really fucking awful. This was, according to Gosling, a part of a creative process similar to making pictures as a child. I almost wonder if all that crap music that's coming out where it doesn't make any sense comes from people like this who don't know how to play instruments. That very well could be. Mm-hmm. That very well could be. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got from my list. Do you want to do some Stump the Robotuner? Yes. And actually, I would like Markham to participate in this. So here's how I want to do this. I'm going to say a question. If you want to take a guess at any of the answers. That yeah. Is. I'm going to read off a question. I'm going to give out three answers. And... Whoever wants to guess it, you just say your name. So, Markham, if you if you want to guess it, you say Markham. Or, Matt, if you want to guess it, you say Red Pants. Red Pants. Okay. Why can't I just say Bing or something like that? Okay, that's fine. You okay. can say Bing if you want to. Okay. First question. Aerosmith had a number one hit with Don't Miss a Thing. What film soundtrack is it from? Number one, Apollo 13. Number two, Armageddon. Or number three, The Day After Tomorrow. Red Pants. Okay. B, Armageddon. Okay, that's right. Question number two. Are you playing two, Dustin? Oh, yeah, he's playing two. (laughs) (laughs) Question number two. Who was the lead singer in the band Faith No More? A, Mike Patton. B, Eddie Vedder. Or C, Kurt Cobain. I'm you want to take a guess, dude? You don't know? All right, Mike Patton. Okay. You didn't say red pants. Okay, sorry. Well, okay. He, well he, he he forfeited the question. He's like, I don't know. Yeah, it. I need you to say red pants. Okay. Well, right. I, I figure you may have known that one, Mark, and by process of elimination. No. Well, uh, that's, how I, that's how come I knew the answer, because I didn't know who the lead singer to Faith No More was, but I knew who the lead singer to Pearl Jam was and Nirvana. Now, if they would have thrown in a, a, a hardball there... Meaning, who is the original singer for them? Oh, here we go. I would have known that, too. Who is it? Chuck Mosley. Chuck Mosley. Right. Yep. I don't know who the lead singer of Pearl Jam was. So. Ed, that, Eddie it was Eddie Vedder. Eddie yeah, yeah, I, I didn't okay. know that. So. Okay. All right. The Red Hot Chili Peppers hit number one in 1992 with which song? <laughs> A, Give It Away, B, Under the Bridge, or C, Suck My Kiss? Red Pants. Okay. Give it away. Give it away. I don't know. Is that the answer? Yes, that's my answer. <laughs> I, I thought you were <laughs> saying, yeah, that's it. And what's funny is that uh, 
Yeah, they play that song a hell of a lot more than Under the Bridge. <coughs> yeah. Whack whenever it was on heavy rotation on MTV. Yeah, but now they all they play is Under the Bridge. That's all they play anymore. Yeah, I've noticed that. They don't play Give It Away as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. Of course, they both ran all... Clear Channel s- stations, they both ran, ran those songs into the fucking ground. They still do. Mm-hmm. What the hell? All right. Oh, okay. Never mind. Number four. In what year did Metallica's Until It Sleeps hit the number one spot? A... 1986, B, 1996, or C, 2006? You don't want to take a guess? All right. Okay, I'll guess. Okay. 1996. That's right. You got All it. All right. You got one. Woohoo, yay. <laughs> you didn't know that, though, right? No, I didn't. You just know. guessed. I just guessed. Yeah. <laughs> Question number five. Which band, now you'll know this one, which band released a cover of Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal in 2001? A, Blink-182, B, Good Charlotte, or C, Alien Ant Farm? Alien Ant Farm. You have to say your name. Markham Alien Ant Farm. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta follow the rules. You can't play the game. All right. Question number six. Which U.S. solo artist had a six-week-long number one with Are You Gonna Go My Way in 1993? A, Brian Adams, B, Lenny Kravitz, or C, Meatloaf? C, Meatloaf. And, I mean, nope. I'm going to say Markham. Markham Meatloaf. I don't okay, know. no. <laughs> That's what we had for dinner tonight, too. <laughs> Yay. But not the actual artist. We didn't chop him up and eat him. We actually had... The real recipe. Is that? Is yeah, that, this isn't Rocky Horror. Is that really an artist? <laughs> hey, there you go. That that was a. <laughs> That's good, huh? That, yeah. that was good. Okay, so what's I didn't the expect answer? that, but I thought. Okay, I I forgot the question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my fucking head today? <laughs> which U.S. Snuck up. Which U.S. solo artist had a six-week-long number one with "Are You Gonna Go oh, My Way"? Oh, Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Yeah. Question number seven. What was the Offspring's only Australian number one hit? Is oh, it shit. Australian? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I don't know the answers to these. I'll find them out in a minute. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, first one is, why don't you get a job? The second one is, pretty fly for a white guy. Or C, she's got issues. Oh, man. It's either A or B. I'm going to guess B. Why don't you get a job? I... No, that's the first one. That's A. Okay, A. A, why don't you get a you job? You don't think it's pretty fly for a oh, white wait, guy? Wait, wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That That's what I meant to say. B, what? Ooh, pretty sure. fly for a white boy. Okay. Like sure a, he did. Yeah, that's what I Pretty fly think. for a rabbi. Sure. That was weird. That was parody of it. All right, Chad Kroger, boo, is the lead singer <clears throat> of which U.S. rock band? A, Nickelback, B, Pearl Jam, or C, Soundgarden? Neither. He was a solo <clears throat> artist. What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> Red Pants. Okay. Robotuner. Oh, I'm going to give Markham a chance. Do you want to answer this? Who is Chad Kroger the lead singer for? I don't know. Okay. I don't know any lead singer. Well, right. in this case, that's a good thing, and I uh, you should automatically be given points for not answering it correctly. You get points for that. You know why? Why? Because I know the answer, unfortunately, <laughs> and it's Nickelback. Womp, womp, womp. I don't even know what Nickelback is. Yay! My son is so good. Look at this photograph. All right, I got two more questions. Question number nine. John Bon Jovi's 1990 number one hit was entitled Blaze of What? A, Hope, B, Victory, 
or C, glory? Red pants. Red pants. Glory. Yay. Softballs. That was easy. You didn't know that. I know I didn't, but still, that was like... <laughs> well, why didn't you chime in, man? Because I don't... You could still guess. That's the name of the song, I'm trying to. I'm trying to give you some leeway here, so if you, you want to take points from me, you can. I don't... Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are there any others? Okay. Yes, one more. What was the name of the Goo Goo's Dolls' first and only number one hit? A. Mavis, B. Iris, or C. Rose? Um, Markham, uh-huh. B. You're correct. You got it. Iris. Iris. Yay. Okay. Um, red Pants won. <coughs> Robotuner. Yeah, he red would. Red Pants Robotuner. He would win. He's a band person <laughs> I, I just listen to it i don't really search up all the people's names and stuff yeah yeah i, I only know the names because matt puts them in my head well, that's all he ever talks about is, hey matt what's their favorite color again <laughs> that's her line damn it i know but yes i mean it's like people, what do you not know people out there should know that i'm an information junkie and it's not just because not just for music you know for you know, bands or artists, because I'm a musician, I'm about it with other things that I I enjoy and are interested in too, like video games, movies, certain events. Wikipedia is like my best friend. My best friend. Wikipedia doesn't always tell the truth. <laughs> That's why I only look at the articles that have accurate resources to back them up. But how would you know that if you're searching it up on Wikipedia? They say I'm at, at the, the bottom. bottom of every article. It has the And they have links. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I call forth the formal... Do- okay, hold on. Oh, God. We, we got a challenge here. Dustin Schneider from JJTM is throwing up a challenge flag. I call forth a formal declaration to this cha- to challenge RoboTuner in this game to the death. You know all what? Right. You know what I think? This well, is, before you do that, Dustin, this is what I think. I think you should be on our next show. And I will come up with some hard questions, very musically hard questions, and then you can put up a challenge. What do you think? I love that idea. <laughs> you're pause. You're like in a. Po- you're like in a pose of suspended animation, like you're. Oh, <laughs> like I'm you're waiting for, an waiting for his response. You gotta realize there's a <laughs> like anywhere from a 15 to 25 second delay okay, in the chat well, room from the live feed. We could we could do it like this, Dustin. You could make a list of very hard questions that you can think of, and then you will challenge him to his knowledge while you're here, and that will be what you do when you get here. Well, I do have to say, if there's any questions related to Dillinger's escape plan or like really fucking hard questions about Mastodon. And other stoner bands out there, he would probably win over me. Yeah, but all I have to say is study up, Matt. Study oh, up. I know it. Why don't y'all, you know, question each other? And some, well, Pleasant does some, a lot of the industrial bands from the 90s, he'd probably win over me too, like Ned's Atomic Dustbin or shit. Anything Nine Inch Nails, I know he would beat me hands down on. Blockbuster Rock Fest. <laughs> <laughs> I was not able to go to that because I was pay, taking my entry test to TCC. I went the whole weekend. I know it. Friday to Sunday. I went home at 6 a.m. Sunday morning. Oh, he can't next Sunday. Maybe the week the week next. After okay. next. Okay, cool. We will set that as a time for that. All right, well, let us call an end to this debacle. That is all, the way, all that we have. I'd also like to jo- thank your boy, Markham, for joining us against his will. 
albeit now he doesn't have to do the dishes. <laughs> what do you mean? When was I supposed to do the dishes about this? That's your reward <laughs> for being such a good sport. Yes, you, that's your reward. I'll you do them tonight. Do the and if you're local to the DFW Metroplex and are interested in being a guest, you can always drop me a line at fujiwa at gmail.com. That's F-U-J-I-W-A-H at gmail.com. And also, if you have any trivia questions you'd like to send in for the show so that I can stump Matt, my email address is sushi, S-I-U-X-S-H-I, at gmail.com. That's S-I-U-X-S-H-I at gmail.com. Yes, and I would also like to give a final shout-out to the podcast that I support locally. Of course, the Jerry Jonestown Massacre, Whiskey Boy Radio, Atypical DFW Podcast, The Funky Tom Podcast, Digital Frustrations, We the Gamer, Brad Reviews an Album, Bro-Pocalypse, and finally, The Net Files out of Buena Park, California. Until then, join us next week. We will see you later. Good night. Red Pants. Send all praises, critiques, and death threats to Fujiwa at gmail.com. That's F-U-J-I-W-A-H at gmail.com. Copyright 2015, Fujiwa Entertainment. All rights reserved.